Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time. And my friends Vanessa and Jackie are here. Say hi. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez. I can't believe this is part of my job, talking about Friends when I do this other times <laughs> with my friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vanessa Martinez here. I feel pretty grateful that I'm able to do this. So thank you, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> it's been fun. We're 20 episodes in. We're almost through the first season, the first of 10 seasons. Let's not forget. But here we go. Uh, episode number 20, the one with the evil orthodontist. It premiered on April 6th, 1995 to 30 million viewers. Jackie, give us a quick overview. Yes, the evil orthodontist is back. Barry returns and tells Rachel he still loves her and can't marry Mindy. Ends up sleeping with him. Mindy finds out. And then Rachel and Mindy bond um, that Barry has played both of them. Chandler has trouble calling a girl back and a peeper with a telescope is spying on the friends. <laughs> All right. I love this episode because I love Jennifer Grey, who plays Mindy. We finally get to see Mindy. They've been talking about Mindy for you know, all this time since the very Mindy's mentioned in the very first episode. So all this time uh, we've been talking about her, and she comes in, and and Jennifer Grey to me is one of those characters who's had a couple of iconic roles. You know, dirty dancing, dirty dancing, uh-huh. baby and dirty dancing. No one puts baby in the corner. Yeah. You know, the whole line is is her, and then she was uh, Ferris Bueller's sister in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, yes. I didn't even recognize that this was Jennifer Grey at first until then I recognized, uh, and then I watched Dirty Dancing. I'm like, wait a minute, it's the same. Well, you know what happened? She had a nose job and it ruined her career. Yes, which is funny because they make that joke with Rachel that she got a nose job at Deviated Septum as well because Jeff Brassman really didn't get a nose job. (laughs) (laughs) But let's go back just a little bit. So Rachel, you know, the first kind of the scenes we see Rachel uh, reveals to the friends, you know, she's having a great time with Barry. He's treating her well. She has a lavish time, you know, he gives her Chanel gifts and they go to the Russian tea room and she really likes that kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's seeing all the friends and, and she's seeing Barry and, you know, and, and it's been a while since Rachel has seen Mindy. It's been seven months, mm-hmm. they say. So, yeah. So I think it's, you know, interesting, you know, you see kind of, Rachel, the kind of guys she's attracted to, and Rachel really likes, you know, uppity uppy guys, you know, guys who are going to spoil her with lavish gifts, and Barry's mm-hmm. that guy, and that is why she's so attracted to him. Also, I think it too, it's just like the comfort of what you know already, and she's here, like starting her new life, um, trying to do it on her own, and then she sees him, and she says it's just comforting. It's it's what it's what a she spent so much time with him and so i think it's that as well as you see the kind of guy she goes for and it's just the comfort level i think that this episode is really important in rachel's development because Mm -hmm. if it if she hadn't had the relapse i mean in some ways it's like an alcoholic who has a relapse yeah (laughs) then she we wouldn't really understand the relate how her evolution how she has changed because at the end of the episode, not to you know, give too much, she, she realizes that she, you know, she's been thinking, did I make the right choice? Did I make the right choice? Did I not make the right choice? Should I be? And now by the end of the episode, she's 100% sure she made the right choice and she knows mm-hmm. she did the right thing. And so it's important for the viewers to be able to see that and, and to see her growth and her continued evolution. I think. And it sets her up for the end of the season. <laughs> oh, Lord. Can't wait to get to that. <laughs> yeah. um speaking of these lavish gifts and nice treatment did you have you guys ever been to the russian room in new york 
Russian tea room. I've never been no, there. Me either. We'll no. put that on our list for our friends. <laughs> yeah. What's the, the success? We'll take the the show on the road for one. Maybe time. maybe we could get a sponsorship. Toyota's <laughs> listening. You know that'd be great. <laughs> American Airlines. Uh, American Airlines. Airlines. Toyota road trip. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. Yeah, and I also like that. Um, it, my highlight of this episode was Mindy and and Rachel uh, bonding over Barry played the boat because Mindy reveals that. When Rachel and Barry got engaged, that's when Mindy and Barry started having something on the side. And so now that Barry's engaged to Mindy, Rachel and Barry have something on the side. And Mindy reveals that it's like her friends in, you know, Long Island were afraid that that was going to happen. And so this could have been all out cat fight. It could have, they could, the writers could have taken it and could have like had two women against each other. Instead, yeah. And because, instead they bond over it and so that's my highlight is that they 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 come together and they talk about it and they kind of forgive each other for it uh-huh. i think that's yeah really it and shows then they join forces mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it shows i do agree jackie that it shows you know a different side of them you know yeah some people you know they can go full out cat fight but they are two mature women <laughs> and, and like known each other for a long her. time too. I mean, they've known yeah. each other for a long time, and they've they've been friends, so they really do know each other. And, and you know, I'd, it speaks to me also that obviously Barry has commitment issues. <laughs> once he gets engaged, he has to start acting out. Yes, yes. And then when they confront him about it in the office, did you guys notice the kid? <laughs> the same kid. <laughs> the same kid from last time. Yep. <laughs> and I love kid. the faces that she makes at him. Well, he yeah. goes, "What? Well, I'm 12. I'm not yeah. stupid. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I love the faces that Rachel makes at him as she leaves too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and when Barry confesses too, it's always been Mindy, you know. And and I think Rachel needed, like we mentioned, needed to hear that for closure for her growth. And then I yeah. love Mindy too. Is, uh, you know, she's made a choice. She's going to stay with him, even though he's not perfect or whatever, because she wants to be Mrs. Doctor Barry. What's his last name? Farber. Farber. Doctor Barry Farber. Uh huh. But the cherry on top is that Rachel gets to be the maid of honor at the wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. And you'll see that later, Vanessa. We'll see that in the next season, and it is hilarious that I'm so when she is actually. Um, Barry and Mindy's maid of honor. And hideous sure dress, right? Yes, a Pepto Bismol dress, I like to call it. But that's in the later seasons. But also to note, Jennifer Gray, this is her only appearance as Mindy because when she does go to the wedding of them in later seasons, it's not Jennifer Gray. <laughs> it's someone else plays Mindy. It's somebody else that plays Mindy. Oh I wonder wow. if she was doing dirty dancing at that time. Uh, no, very nice. Very nice. It was amazing. Uh, there was a short-lived show Jennifer Grey had a short-lived sitcom where she played Jennifer Grey, like a fictionalized mm-hmm. version of herself. Oh, an actress like in an iconic dance movie trying to make it in the business. Who had a nose job and ruined her career. Oh, so she's like trying to start over. Let's take a quick break and then we'll talk more about Mindy. We will talk about Joey cooking naked and uh, the peeper. And the pe- oh, and the peeper across the street. That's a good one. All right, we'll be right back. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back. Uh, in the break, we figured out the show Jennifer Grey was in was called it, It's it's Like You Know. And it aired in 1999, so it comes a few years after this. The purpose a fictionalized version of herself. <laughs> yes. Did you watch that show, Jason? I, I remember it. And you know what I, what I actually remember about it? I think they used the same set that was later used for Two and a Half Men, Charlie's mm. house. Because it looks like it, or it looks similar to that house. Mm. I don't oh, know if it is a, or not. That's another show that's always on our TV. <laughs> 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 oh, Caesar is watching. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, don't yep. forget Chandler's got a good, interesting story arc in this episode too. Mm-hmm. Where he he's met the woman. They had a great first date, and he doesn't know if he should call her. Should he call her? Should he not call her? The whole missed phone call sort of this situation, right? It's like he's switching genders. Like usually, women, you know, we're the ones who are waiting for the guy to make the move. And then he's now the one that's waiting for her to make the move or call her back. And he's getting all nervous Nelly about it. Like he always is. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of random in a way mm-hmm. because it was just such a small storyline and I don't know if it goes anywhere, but I just, I feel like it was just, I don't know. Like I kind of forgot about it in a way because I was well, more focused on the very thing. Well, uh-huh. I agree with you, especially in the end when the woman shows up at the coffee shop to yeah. see, check on him, but then she leaves. Yeah, I thought, and, then, I mean, and they don't make any plans either. I thought it was a little, that part was a little weird. Well, he ends it with her, like he's like, oh, I, I thought it was kind of weird that she came to the coffee shop, and it's just like that struggle, you know, with with getting to know somebody. Do you nowadays? It's like, oh, he did text me. It's so easy to send texts, you know. And somebody wants you, they will get you, and that's what's been my thing. Is like somebody wants to be with me, they will want to be with me. So it's just weird how. Then you get them, and then she comes to the coffee shop, and then he blows her off. No, no. Not going to. <laughs> well, Chandler only wants what he can't get. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That goes back to Janice yeah. when Jan- he breaks up with Janice, but then she flips it on him at Valentine's Day, and then yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just thought I thought that was random. I kind of ignored it in the episode, only mm-hmm. because it's all about Barry and uh, Mindy <laughs> and and Rachel. yeah, that love triangle. Yeah, and you know. Jackie already said it. I do feel like, like thinking back, yeah, like, I don't know. Jackie, what would you do if you found out, you know, you had a boyfriend and they were going off with somebody else and it was your best friend? I wouldn't be best friends with her anymore. It'd be tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her fault. She's the one in your relationship with you. I mean, you yeah. and Bond, I'd be done with him too. <laughs> like, it, especially if he's just my boyfriend, you know, it's just like, well, done. I'm more of a person that when I'm done with somebody, you're done. Sorry. I don't, not going to waste my light on you. So I'm more of that. And it's nice that they bond over it, but it's also just like, you're still going to be the maid of honor. I wouldn't, that, that's more of my time with them when it's not worth it, you know? So. 
Do you think I, Rachel should have still said yes to be maid of honor? She did. She still she still does right, it. But do you think she should have said no? No. She she, she shouldn't have done it. But I think she should not have done it either. Yeah. And it's going to be weird for her to be at the wedding. And like you said, it's wasted energy. And yes, exactly. Let them have their life, move on, go on, do your thing. And then has mm -hmm. nothing to do with me anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's a wasted energy. And, and they spent a whole episode on it later on. So you'll see. <laughs> Ooh. And what was up with that telescope man, too? The peeper. That is yeah. hilarious. They're so offended that someone across the, the street has a, a telescope looking at their building when all they do is look at the ugly naked guy across the street. Yes. And I George Jeff And yes. <laughs> they turn it around. They, they get, it gets turned around on them that they have somebody peeping. It ends up being a woman. And then they end up liking her because the, when they when they find out who it is and they get the phone number, they call. And then she ends up um, complimenting, you know, Monica in her dress, you know. You know, and, and it's it's funny how it turns around. They I thought it was like funny that, that uh, Joey's ready to yell at Sydney, the guy, and then he really uh -huh. he goes, "It's a woman." It's a woman. It's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, he goes, so, and then let's have it. And then they're so easily they so easily fall for compliments too. All you gotta yeah. do is compliment them, and they will like you. All of them. <laughs> that is so true. Or if like someone shows a slightest interest in anybody, it's like, oh, really? Like, yeah. Well, I love you already. Well, that's well, that's the thing. That's 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 who you are in your twenties. You're trying to figure yourself out. So when somebody gives you validation on these compliments, then you're like, oh, thank you, and then you best friends with them. <laughs> Everybody wants to be liked. Yeah, exactly. Especially in your twenties. I mean, nowadays you take the compliment, say thank you. But it doesn't mean you have to be best friends with them. <laughs> it's true. In your thirties, you're just kind of you kind of know who you are a little bit more, and and um, you don't care as much. <laughs> That's a good point. You're looking for validation. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally doing it. Um, one of my favorite parts in this episode, um, which also lines in with my favorite line, was when Joey was like, um, "Man, we got to do something about that guy talking about the telescope man." He's like, "This morning, I got." I caught him looking into our apartment and he's like, it creeps me out. I feel like I can't do stuff. And Monica goes, so kind of stuff. <laughs> no, uh, and then Joey goes, well, well you grow up. I'm not talking about sexy stuff, but like when I'm cooking naked and he's like, you cook naked. And Joey says, yeah, toast, oatmeal, nothing that splatters. <laughs> I don't know, sorry, nothing that's, Cause of course that's the first thing I thought of when he said cooks yeah. naked. I'm like, mm, that seems dangerous. He said it no, so like, oh, don't worry. Nothing that splatters kind of thing. <laughs> and the windows in their apartment. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's like you, when you see Jan Chandler and Joey's apartment, you think of the layout. What windows? <laughs> well, there's one all the way in the back, isn't there? Yeah, but it's not. It's not like Can't a see big... the kitchen. Yeah, true. It's not. I I wouldn't think it would be like at angle. I think it'd be facing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes back to show like the apartments. You know, we we know we know later on like how they were able to afford the apartment, but um, they had to make it big enough for all six of them to film in there. And so yeah. it's back to that like you know what kind of apartment would you really be able to afford in New York City and this huge apartment where people can look in. You know. Mm -hmm. but it's just it's just the set decorators just saying that they just need a big place to film <laughs> yeah i've been watching a lot of those youtube videos about mm -hmm. um house hunting in new york city or like a part small apartment living in new york city and it'll li literally be like like a little 
closet office. space. Yeah. yeah, that you live in. And those they're so expensive. They're like 2500 mm-hmm. for like a small space where you can barely fit a bed. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy. And, and But for a TV show, I mean, this is all make-believe, you know, so they had to do something with it. And again, it's addressed later, like how they were able to afford it. <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to bring so Jennifer Grey played Jenny Bueller in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the movie mm-hmm. in 1986. Jennifer Aniston played Jenny Bueller in the short-lived TV series Ferris Bueller on NBC in 1990. Oh. So there's a TV version of it. Uh, yeah, and she played it. It only lasted for 13 episodes, so it did not last very long. And, well, not even half a season. <laughs> they, <laughs> they canceled that right away. Most she, was, she was already on NBC's from that a few years earlier too so interesting to see how just because you don't a show doesn't work or doesn't last doesn't mean you don't have a a future in the in the business too yeah and it goes to show they all kind of are all connected by six degrees i feel like the entertainment industry and the business everybody who goes out for pilot season you know you have phoebe i saw that she um they auditioned for Phoebe in a theater and a lot of actors buckled under that. And Phoebe was able to come out from that and be who, or I'm sorry, Lisa Kudrow to be Phoebe, you know? So it's interesting that they all kind of know each other. By the way, I, I, I don't know. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, Lisa Kudrow and Courtney Cox were pitching a show where the friends cast watched the friends show. So if they're, uh-huh. We would love to invite them onto our show to watch with us. Monica, Phoebe, come on, watch with us. Any time now, right? Oh, I would die if any of them would come on. I think I would just like turn it. I would turn into Chandler and Nervous Nelly, and this, you know, like (laughs) what? What would I do? I'd just be like, ah. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. We're putting it out there. Yes, we'll need Phoebe to do some little ritual that she does <laughs> to give us some good beauty. <laughs> I'll wait for the phone calling Chandler does. <laughs> All right, this is fun. Next time on Friends with Friends, the one with the fake Monica. This is a, They play that um, mi- mistaken identity game again a little bit, but then uh, the creators of the show make an appearance on camera in this next episode, so we'll talk about that too. All right. Thanks for listening and follow us on Instagram, Friends with Friends Podcast to see what our faces look like. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) See you later.